0: This is Laura Deirdre with the Becker's Ambulatory Surgery Center's podcast. I'm thrilled today to be joined by Meredith Worf, Vice President of ASC Operations for U.S. Orthopedic Partners based in Mississippi. Meredith, it's a pleasure to have you on the podcast today.
1: Thank you, Laura. It's, it's really an honor to, to be included here. Thank you.
0: Before we dive into the questions, could you tell us a little bit more about yourself and your background?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I've been in healthcare for about 15 years. Um, The first 10 were actually in physical therapy, and um, since then, I've been in in an administration role. I actually began my career about 20 or so years ago with PricewaterhouseCoopers in public accounting as a CPA, um, where my focus was in the healthcare and manufacturing sectors. After a few years there, actually pivoted in my career and returned um, to get my doctorate in physical therapy. After that, um, I got into clinical practice at Mississippi Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Center in Jackson, Mississippi. I treated patients in um, the PT clinic there, as well as worked on a couple of research projects um, with the physicians and the fellow teams. Um, the concentrations of those were actually really interesting. Um, it were more about the multidisciplinary coordination of care and the economic impacts of that idea so you know looking back on it it's it's kind of always a a neat thing to see how your your past really shapes where you're supposed to be Um, even though that research was focused on acl reconstruction and more athletes it really translates well into what we do a lot of now which is the value-based care Um, in 2017 actually i moved to the surgery center role and um, moved the practice management of our four OR ASC at that time in-house. So we built a revenue cycle team, began to understand the contracting more, cost control, and just kind of get our arms around the administration of what, you know, a physician-owned ASC could look like. And then um, having the Flowood, our big uh, ASC project in mind. So we actually moved into our big eight OR, three procedure room, ASC in mid 2019, and it's really just been a uh, it's been a fun ride to be honest. Um, we are I've got 20 surgeons that I work for, and they are always on the cutting edge of the best treatment, and and not only the best treatments of uh, orthopedic injuries and and care, but also really forward thinking in the uh, the business of medicine and the economics of healthcare. So it's it, again we we started doing outpatient joints in, in 2014. But now the program has grown um, to really a banner program of over 1,800 total joints a year in the ASD alone. So um, our bundled program has grown, and we'll talk a little bit more about that. But all in all, it's, it's, been, a, um, it's been a neat ride. And, you know, in healthcare, everything changes quicker than um, you really can ever uh, predict that it will. So it's, uh, it's always a, a challenge, keeps us on our toes to think what is next. And not only what is next, but what is the um, the timing of those next steps. Absolutely. That's fascinating
0: to hear. And, you know, really kudos on the great success as you have built the, the practice and then into the surgery center. Um, you know, it's just fascinating to see.
1: Meredith, what is the biggest risk that you've taken during your career that paid off? You know, it really is hard to say. If I had to put my finger on it, it would likely be just the pivot in my career when I left public accounting for something seemingly totally different on the different side of the spectrum in healthcare and physical therapy. But, you know, I'm a big believer that all things, um, you know, works out like they all work out like they should. And and here we are today. And, you know, I'm very thankful for both of those experiences because of the seat that I sit in today. I do believe it really helps to frame the thinking and decision making there. Got it. I I know that's a big step to completely change
0: industries and careers, but it seems like it's worked out very well for you.
1: Thank you. Thank you.
0: Uh, Now, along those lines, what do you do differently that has made you so successful?
1: You know, um, just as I mentioned, you know, I'm very thankful for my background in both of the business side and the clinical side um, of orthopedics. So that way, you know, I believe it really helps to understand the quality of care from a provider perspective. You know, we all think about the patient is always first in our thinking, but just actually, you know, being on that provider side, I think helps, you know, but it also to understand the financial statement side. And, you know, in this age of all the orthopedic care moving to the ASC and really becoming very aware of the minute details of managing those, um, understanding that the financial side is is a big benefit. So um, what do I do differently? You know, I don't know. I, I think I, I, I like to think about um, communication as being the my number one goal, um, no matter where I am, just to make sure that my coworkers and, and all that are around me, uh, you know, understand what's going on. And, um, you know, vice versa, the same goes goes for me and just trying to truly, um, you know, d- Partner with your coworkers. You know, happy coworkers are mean better quality for patients. And so, communication along the whole spectrum of the team at all levels is just very, um, very important to me. I always try to surround myself with people that, you know, I like to think of are smarter than me and might could, you know, even do my job better than I can because I feel like I've always got, you know, things to learn. Um, and then just, you know, being agile. I guess I mentioned that earlier, but. You know, it's really, I tell my team all the time, it's not the people that are the so-called smartest that succeed the most. It's those who can, you know, best adapt to the changes and how quickly can they adapt to those changes as well. Um, I also like to, you know, really think about, I think I mentioned partnering with, you know, employees and coworkers, but as we move forward in this new realm of outpatient care, um, you know, really want to partner with our payers, Partner with our our vendors who provide all of the supplies. And of course, after COVID, we know how important supply chain can really be. And then also partner with the patients as we truly, um, you know, walk alongside them throughout the whole episode of care in bundled situations where, you know, the, the value of what the care we provide is truly determined by how well the patient gets better in orthopedics. Um, So, you know, what do I do differently? I don't know. I really want to think as a, you know, the people are just the most important thing. So as long as we understand that uh, what's going on, so as long as we communicate that, and then as long as um, everybody knows that they're important to the mission and the value of what the company's trying to do, I feel like we set ourselves up for the best, you know, possible outcome, obviously, and, and best possible patient care.
0: Absolutely. I think that's a great philosophy and way to approach things. Now, I, I want to know a little bit more about U.S. Orthopedic Partners as well. What will be the key to growth over the next three to five years or
1: so? Yeah, so U.S. Orthopedic Partners is a um, new orthopedic service platform, was, and it was created in October of 2020 when Mississippi Sports Medicine partnered with um, two private equity firms, um, FFL out of California and Thurston out of um, Chicago, Illinois. And with the goal of partnering like-minded physicians and um, across the Southeast, you know, and expanding, expanding orthopedic care across that platform. So, you know, what's in the key to growth for orthopedic for us orthopedic partners is, you know, we believe that that consolidation is here. Um, we're stronger together and, you know, really and truly, it's those same three things that I, that I mentioned before, right? Communication um, and, and educating, you know, physicians, educating communities, um, you know, partnering with payers and health systems and whatever it takes to, to make sure we can create that ASC environment of uh, quality patient care at the very lowest cost um, possible. It's being agile in an environment where everything is, is changing. Um, another, another idea, I guess, I think it was Winston Churchill that said, you know, never let a a crisis go to waste. And, you know, throughout the COVID uh, mentality, if any sector of the industry, um, if we could, you know, look at the positive side of that really COVID propelled the shift in care to the ASC. And we, I think everyone across the country is seeing that. And so we had to be ready for that five-year plan that became our our one-year plan, you know, so it's really exciting. So the key to USOP, that's that's what we call it uh, for short, the key to the growth there is going to be, um, you know, helping other practices implement that same thing.
0: Got it. That, that's really fascinating. And obviously, as you mentioned, something that's so important um, for all organizations as they're looking to pivot from COVID-19 and the pandemic into what the next iteration of, of the practice or ASC or company looks like. Now, before mm-hmm. we wrap up our conversation, can you share three trends in healthcare that you're following most closely today?
1: Yeah. So, um, you know, I think this really goes in line with uh, USOP and our, our strategy um, throughout the next three to five years as well. You know, one of the reasons that consolidation is a is a great choice for um, a private practice and especially in orthopedics, that's our specialty, um, is because of the size and scale that can be obtained when you um, obviously uh, bring providers together. Uh, you know we're really looking at you know number one is the value based care you know it's here to stay it is uh, it, it's it's those practices that can truly uh, bring about the the payer the payer readiness is, is a factor of that right and also the practice ability to collect data so from our perspective that's been a that was one of the biggest and is the biggest challenge moving forward as we scale this process and we, um, you know, increase the number of bundled care cases that that are done every year. You know, these patients, we collect data on all patients, and on the bundled care, you have to follow up at certain intervals determined by your your payer contracts and, of course, your um, you know research programs or whatever that may be. But for that collection is ex- extravagantly manual. So having to aggregate that, pull it out, you know massage the data, be able to benchmark it internally, externally, and then obviously present it to the payer for, you know, your, your payer reconciliation and value care, but also um, helping the, the patient understand the benefit of all of that, right? So it's just a challenge and um, it's a heavy lift to figure out how to get the data and where to store that, how to aggregate that, how to, you know, I guess, collect it the most effectively and efficiently without disrupting what the busy surgeon does day to day in clinic. So we're really watching, um, you know, that trend and and the vendors that can pull that together and do it the best in the right way, which systems, you know, technology is the probably the most obvious piece of the trends that we're watching because we personally, I'm just a believer that there's a technology solution for the problem. We just need to find the right one. Um, so we're looking at that. We're looking at, you know, supply chain. Again, I think COVID-19 just kind of brought us all uh, back to the table thinking, you know, more deeply about the whole gamut of supply chain. You know, it's not just about your contract and when do you order and when do you receive. But now it's about where does your, you know, manufacturer order from? You know, there's there's just all these different layers that you have to consider. Um, and then really looking at the payer market. I mean, I think the, the time is, is here for, uh, you know, even the payers that may have been historically resistant to, you know, looking at different, you know, options. Every, everyone's ready to move, you know, what we can safely move to the outpatient setting. And in turn, um, you know, save just, you know, all <laughs> as much money as we can to the actual to the actual payers. And so, We've seen that in here in Mississippi and as more and more payers uh, jump on that, that bandwagon and we as U.S. orthopedic partners want to, um, you know, go to our neighboring states and, and to, you know, enable the, the fantastic practices there to do that exact same thing. Meredith, thank
0: you so much for joining the podcast today. This has been a really fascinating discussion and I look forward to connecting with you
1: again soon. Thank you so much, Laura, for having me. It truly is a pleasure.